0: On the Roma happens podcast,
1: but wasn't that Jose? Isn't it when Jose came that he was like, "I am." They they hired me for way more than just coaching. Like, wasn't he actually saying that he's brought there for more than just being a coach, if I remember correctly, right? So, what what is Jose's role on the team? Is he the, the advisor and the kind of GM, the guy who goes and calls people and says, "Hey, you want to come to Roma? I'll, I'll have Pinto figure out the paperwork." <laughs> like, what is Jose's role then, right? I don't know. It's hard
2: to know what happens behind the scenes. I, I mean,
1: guess,
2: yeah. Um, in my in my opinion, as I said, especially the Carvajal situation was handled bad, badly. Um, I would have handled it a bit differently. Uh, just because the guy, um, Mourinho is is like I I like the guy. I think he's good. It doesn't mean that he's flawless. And right? so, I think yeah, the same the same uh, mistake which I uh, like. I think he also made a mistake, as I said, with the penalty taker choice. But the guy, in my opinion, as I said, with all his flaws, we we won't be able to get someone better than him. And not even Spalletti. Spalletti, unfortunately, is only uh, before this, like, unusual Scudetto win with Napoli. His only success was at Zenit. In a, in a, in a league where the only team is Zenit. So,
1: so that's... That's good that you mentioned that because I actually wanted to uh, go that direction. Um, so the reason why some of us on this podcast, including me and Char, don't <laughs> <laughs> generally like Jose and uh, his Roma is because it's unwatchable. Like we watch every single game, you just know exactly what's going to happen. Hey now, like
0: I said that I liked it after the Leverkusen because that was an absolute masterpiece. Masterpieces. <laughs>
1: yeah but that's a cup game that's a, like jose with cup games is you know exactly what's going to happen you won't score you just will not score a goal good luck with that we're going to play the most anti-football of all time but in Serie A, you can't get into top four by defending with seven players <laughs> like i don't know how that happens so for us it's kind of like uh, we're not watching fun football we're not watching interesting football we're not watching suicide football like with Fonseca, where you have one nil in manchester and then you're like, yes, we need more strikers, more forwards, attack, more attack. And then we lose 7-1 <laughs> or whatever the score was. Um, so it's it's not fun to watch. It's not interesting to watch. And then the results are kind of the same with Fonseca, who could not teach defenders how to defend. Uh, hang on. I,
2: I, I heard you saying... Um... I heard you saying last that we don't play entertaining football under Jose, and you
1: can't put seven people behind the goal. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, that's that's kind of why some people are against Jose, like including me. Uh, that <laughs> that it's not fun to watch. Whereas you have managers like Fonseca who always had Roma attacking nonstop, and we would attack so much that we just ran out of gas at seventy-five minutes. And then we would collapse. We just keep conceding goals late game because the players were just exhausted. Or against Manchester United, where we try to attack after obtaining a lead. It's ridiculous. We just lost 6 1, 7 1. What was the score? So. A lot to a little. Yeah. Um, so, kind of like if the results are the same, if Roma keeps ending with 60 and change points every season if we don't go to to champions league if we don't win any meaningful titles i'm sorry but conference league is not a nice win it's a nice title and shit nice to be in history books as the first winners roma is not built for conference league we don't have 100 plus million wage to win conference league like that's i don't know it's What if Roma is to the Conference League, what to Sevilla
0: is to the Europa League, and what Real Madrid is to the Champions League?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's more Eh. humiliating than than an achievement.
0: Perennial winners, but serial losers at the same time.
1: If we do it with our Primavera, I'm all for it. If we play exclusively Primavera in the Conference League and win it every single year, fuck yes. Let's, let's do that, but yeah essentially that, that's that's the battle we have. It's like if we're getting same results as bad coaches, why are we watching boring football? Why not just watch suicide football?
2: I think I think Borinia had a few nice games like for me again i' a, I see the fan or game uh, where we won 4 one and like I think the team can attack and can attack well. I think and I think this year, which is yeah, at the end of the day we didn't get top four. But I think, with a slightly better forward, like if Belotti scored ten goals like and Abraham scored twelve, like we would have gotten top four, which again, we can say that for many years. I don't know, I just think that i'm 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 so um disillusioned by ten ish years of we mentioned the names you know like the Zemans, the Fonsecas, the Fran- the the Francesco's that like. At least now for me for me I always feel like or at least I start a competition thinking we maybe might have a chance at this competition. Like I said it for the Conference League, I said it for the Europa League this year. I, I believe that we can have what it takes to win a Cup Battalion which decide to give a shit and I start the season thinking you know what with a bit of managerial magic we can get uh, we can also get top four. Now, it turns out the way it turns out, you know, we make it, we don't make it. But at least for me, with a good manager, I have belief. With Fonseca, like, I start the season defeated, at least for me. Because... <laughs> so, yeah, that's what it is. Like, I, I, at the end of the day, it's the difference between your Pellegrini's and your Dybala's, right? Like, Pellegrini's a good player, a strong player, maybe he can have a year or two of brilliance. But he's not a top top sometimes you just need that little bit of magic that just a top player can provide which is what in my opinion dibala is and i think for me it's the same thing like you have fonseca you don't make it out of leverkusen heck you don't make it out of Feyenoord. so yeah saying that the results are the same i mean i remember us losing against Lovan bratislava and the preliminary round of the europa league under luis Enrique. so
1: I mean, true, but I, I I appreciated Fonseca just because you had no doubt we would beat the minnows and then we struggled to beat anyone meaningful. But with Fonseca, we kind of always beat teams that we were supposed to beat. With Jose, it's kind of like, oh, Cremonese I wonder how we're going to screw this up. And then they beat us their first win of the season or whatever. And then they go again and beat us a couple of days later. It's like, oh my god, we just lost twice to Cremonese that did not happen under Fonseca. Like
2: Yeah, but that's very Roma. That's very Roma. I mean historically yeah, yeah. what? We lost I mean, okay, that some Doria side who, who who beat who we lost to when I mean, we lost the league to Winter was actually good. But what famously we lost what against Triestino or whatever it was in like two thousand and two or whatever. So yeah, we have we actually broke this trend for like a solid like three, four years, which yeah, I think we like we had, and the record was not losing against a newly promoted side for like five years. And I think the Cremonese game was the one where we lost. Um, it was something like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I guess what you what do you mean. Um, I would not um, I would not consider the last seven eight league games. Um, I think we were like fuck it, let's just play for the Europa League, uh, which maybe was a. a a decision especially in hindsight but I don't know I think with Mourinho I know that I have that extra step that when things get really tough against a Juve or a fan or, or a bi-level cousin you might just get it like I remember mm-hmm. when we played the uh, Barcelona and we beat them 3-0 under Di Francesco uh, I, I still remember that game I was in the discord whatever and the only time I started believing we could beat them is after the third goal, like two, three, four, five minutes after, there was a cross from the right, probably from Under, and um, El Sharawi like hit it with the outside of his boot, like he went flying, and and saved it. So like seventy-fifth, eighty-eighth minute, only then was I'm like, shit, we might actually we might do pull it. this off, yeah. <laughs> but, while with Mourinho, like we were 3 up then. With Mourinho, I entered the game against Leverkusen, against Salzburg, against Feyenoord, being like we might do this from minute zero. Right? And my heart doesn't like it, but hey, right, it is what it is.
1: So Right. I remember I remember that that El Sharawi attempt. And uh Derstegen saves it, and I'm like, Oh damn, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this and I'm like, Oh shit, what if that was our last chance? Oh no, what was that our last one? No, and, yeah, I mean, obviously Manolo scores. Um, best game, best Roma game I can remember long, long, long time. Ever since we beat Inter in the finals of, was it Coppa Italia or Supercoppa 6-2? Um, that was maybe the best game Roma's ever played. And then then uh, the Roma Barcelona, that was an amazing game. Um, even though we have a habit of losing 7-1 to Barcelona, I guess. So. This is interesting because you're the first person we brought to the podcast that's actually saying Jose is not guilty for anything. Uh, he couldn't do any much more. Um,
2: no, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. I think. I think again, <laughs> the last seven eight games he was like, "Fuck the league, we're just doing the Europa League," which in hindsight was a mistake.
1: You know, I think I think that's what happened as well. Like you, you, get an impression they just abandoned Serie A, but I was looking at it. That actually, uh, seven. Like when that started, when we started just throwing games, uh, playing, nobody's playing youth and whatever. We were like fourth, tied for fourth. <laughs> what? Like it was so clear they 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 just didn't care anymore for Serie A. And we were still fourth. Like what the hell, man? It was weird, yeah. but yeah.
2: Yeah, again, I think he, if he handled a bit the Cardstorpe situation a bit better. Because I think at that point, when we, like, ousted Cardstorpe out of the team, I think Chalik was also injured. And I think also Spinazzola was injured. So we literally had one fullback. So, again, you don't uh, bash Cardstorpe publicly. And you have another fullback. So you actually have 11 players you can play. Um, so, obviously, yeah, of course, he he, like... Like, I think again, the penalty takers on the for the Europa League is also on him. I I think, um, so no, he he can do wrong, he can do wrong, but uh, I I, I choose him over Zeman, over Di Francesco, over whatever. So,
1: so what about, for example, Julian Nuggetman?
2: Yeah, he's not coming to (laughs) Roma. Yeah, I mean, if you tell me if you tell me Mourinho's leaving and you're getting Conte, I'm like, mm, okay, I, I <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. But you know, we're not getting that. What are we getting? Probably some Portuguese coach, you know, like some...
0: Tiago Mata. Roger Schmidt. Come on down, baby. <laughs> uh,
1: Roger Smith, Schmidt from Benfica, or my personal favorite, Tiago Mata from Bologna, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> not quite at the level of Jose, I guess. I guess it's a, that's that's a good point. I didn't look at it that way. That um, Jose kind of gives this sort of a big club aura to to Roma, uh, and if we get smaller code, she just fall back. But don't you think that's a way to build a team? Just like actually build from the grounds up, make some sort of a structure that's respected, like Sampdoria. i uh, sorry, Atalanta did. Uh, <laughs> that, that was not intentional. I, I don't know why I said Sampdoria. Don't you think like, it's maybe better to work for it rather than just throw money at it and be like, haha, Josef, solve our issues?
2: Eh, I don't think the money part is that big. As I said, it's like well, 3 million more, which is like 1% of our revenue. Um, I think sometimes you need... So the thing is, unfortunately, there is no projects in football. Like the amount of teams who actually leave managers to work year after year after year for like five, six, seven years, is gone. Like, there is no project, right? As soon as it goes wrong for a few months, three, four, five months, they're gone. And maybe in hindsight, we should have never sacked Rudy Garcia. And maybe in hindsight, we should have never gotten rid of Luis Enrique, of Fonseca, that maybe if we give them another two years, we're suddenly Champions League winners, right? But then I see where those people went, in the rest of their career. And I don't see that they did much. Right. So true. Um, now to to answer your point specifically, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think working for it, obviously is is nice, but that concept doesn't exist in football. Like you, how many personnel changes did we have? Like we, in the last 10 or so years, we changed what seven, eight, nine managers. We had like four CEOs, like i remember fuck like director of marketing Winterlink or whatever he was he's like ah oh, this fucking adidas guy for failed to get us a sponsor so we changed him like everybody's changing every two years ceos players managers so i don't know i think i think getting that like small boost because in reality our problem is and it all boosts down to this we're in a vicious cycle why because you get to summer you can't spend because you have ffp so and then your team is a bit shit maybe you don't have the required quality or you don't have the the right amount of players or like enough players so you have to choose you want top players but then then the second they get injured you're done or you want uh, like a big team or a bigger team but not enough quality so you have to choose one inevitably over the course of the season one of those will fail you right is it because we don't have good players or because we're decimated with injuries? Because of that problem, we don't get top four. And because we don't get top four, now we can't spend in summer. So the cycle, the vicious cycle, ends up continuing, continuing, continuing. And at this point, I don't know what will help us break that vicious cycle. So, but for me, I think that if we stop trying to change every two three years which is what we've done for Di francesco garcia fonseca whatever maybe we help break the vicious cycle that's literally the only thing we haven't tried keeping a manager more than three years so i'm willing to take it especially because the name um, of our manager has a proven history so i think i feel that that's the best bet we can take at the moment to get rid of this vicious cycle
1: char what do you think of that
2: yeah, we need some stability in
0: the project. I think
1: uh, I think it was good He just the said kids. there's no project. Listen.
0: Shut <laughs> up. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there is a project. There's the project at Rome. Like you can say that there is no project, but the, the thing is is that the team has always been a project. You can't you like yeah, you bring in new managers, new players, but Roma always persists throughout. There's a long colored history of, you know, famous names who've come through the door. So I think that it's good that the Friedkins bought Roma because I really couldn't stand the Pilata era. I think that they have the means to maintain uh, and keep Mourinho for longer. So that way we can prove because three years definitely isn't a good time uh, to try and put forth a vision because like I also follow American football and we had the team that I follow, the San Francisco 49ers. They were a historically good club. And then they had a really shitty uh, time, which happened to coincide roughly when I was born for some reason. And then they went and had um, they had a good run with like a firebrand type of coach. They made it to the championship, and then uh, they lost. But anyway, um, then they sucked again because he fucked off somewhere. And then they brought in two guys, and those two guys had very little experience. Um, and now they're one of the best coach and uh, a coach and general manager, which is basically the direct, the director of sport. I think that's what the Friedkins are trying to replicate. They need to have a coach there for a long time. They need to have a director of sport there for a long time. That way they can, you know, get on the same wavelength. Kind of helps that Mourinho and Pinto are both Portuguese. So that like helps. But I think that it's good that there's, that the Friedkins are trying like, I know that the media is like, oh, my God, they're trying to get Mourinho out or whatever. But it's like the media always kind of been against Mourinho. So, you know, he generates clicks. So I think that he will stay. I think that they'll offer him an insane amount of money to try and stay um, and try and develop the project. Like, I know you said there is no project, but I think that, you know, Roma is and
1: always will be a project. So... Yeah, that's my my take. On it. I would Go st- Say, I would say that it's. I actually agree with that. I was thinking about it. Um, even if you're gonna be shit, then be shit consistently. I, like it, it, it's in human nature to improve. Nobody's satisfied with being shit, and we're playing um, Europa League and Conference League. Like I, I'm okay with consistency, but my issue is. José is not going to stay here for more than next season, maybe more than this season. Is that like we're not in control of that? We're not in charge of him staying. It's his decision. And PSG might be hiring Nagelsmann, Nuggetman. I don't know. Um, Are we really building something like an actual consistent thing? If we know that Jose is leaving very very soon, is that then? Yeah, we're we're still building a
0: consistent. We're still building a consistent project. Just look at the look at the players we brought in: Nemanja Matic. (laughs) <laughs> uh Jenny Wynaldum. He's like, yeah, you laugh, but there's he's he's a stepping stone player. He's better than what we had, but he's not the end all be all.
1: We I... have to like
0: Roma has to get by. Roma has to get by right now because we're under financial fair play. Yeah. And we can't go out and get the star players that we need uh, to contend on the highest stages. So we have to deal with these free players. And, like, I really, really hope that Mourinho kind of does stay as much as I've, you know, discredited him in previous in the podcast. But, like, I believe that the Freakins are willing to spend the money to get the good players that we need. But we need a good coach, and I feel like Mourinho might have come a little too early because of
1: the stuff that we're under. I think Jose is good for squeezing out... um... Squeezing out miracles out of world-class players. I don't think he's ever gonna be good at making mediocre players into good, useful players. I'm not sure. Know. Sorry?
2: Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I look at his uh, the Inter team that he won the treble with. I struggle to see. Like, even Milito, like good player, g- very good player, world class. I don't know Schneider, good player, very good player, world class. I don't
1: know. I hear United might be, sorry, I had to. Um, I don't know. I, okay, but but you get what I'm saying. Maybe maybe I've gone too far, maybe exaggerated, but you get what I'm saying. He gets yeah, good answer, players to be better.
2: To answer Char, um, uh, so the projects exist in football. It feels like that though. Um, the the fuse is very short. That as soon as you hit two three months. Uh, of like a bad patch it's like we're done like the only team ironically who in my or one of the few let's put it that way who gave enough time to the manager is Guardiola with City like he had a few bad years in the Champions League and I think Klump. like
1: Klopp Kl- yeah, with Liverpool also had yeah Klopp
2: with Liverpool also started badly yeah so he got time and these are teams with big backing right so I would so Sometimes, or most times, let me put it that way, they start a project and then after like a year or two they're like, nope, we're we're done, we're starting again. And I hope that this doesn't happen to us. The question of whether Mourinho is the person to start this project with, given that he won't be here for another three, four, five years, is a valid question. However, I definitely agree that maybe the key into breaking this like vicious cycle of no money is as you said having a, a name like Mourinho getting these players like Vainaldo like Matic and like Tibala who give us maybe that much quality to like break the vicious cycle so um I'm fully with you that we have made a small jump in quality um and again the names which are being linked for me at least at the moment on free transfer seem quite promising. I don't know what what you think you guys think looking forward about the names which are being linked well
1: speaking of names what do you think about the cardi connection Uh (laughs) uh-oh he just scored a goal against fenerbahce it was an amazing goal are you Um, really gonna bring that up yes i am because people are talking about him being completely done and he's this horrible player with a lot of drama First of all, you
0: also know who scored against Fenerbahce today? Twice. Two
1: amazing goal of Zaniola. I just saw them. <laughs> fucking incredible godly goals. My god, Zaniola is on fire right now. Um, no, the thing is, Icardi is this drama queen apparently, but it was mostly coming from Wandanada, who's now gone. And the types of goals he scores at Galatasaray are just, he sees the ball, he scores the goal. So, through tw- 10 people, 0 people, doesn't matter who's in front of him. If he sees the goal, he's, uh, if he sees the ball, he's going to score. Isn't that the player that Jose needs? Like, just give him the ball somewhere and let him score. Tommy, t- Tommy, Tommy is not going to be that, right? Uh, I th- I,
2: I wanted the Cardi before he went to Galatasaray. I think if we manage to sell Tommy for a good fee and we get a Cardi, I definitely wouldn't be sad. Maybe we need a good backup. What Bellotti should have been this year but wasn't, um... But yeah, I'll take him, and uh, if possible, with him I'll take Toreda please.
1: Toreda. yeah, Galatasaray has a has a pretty decent team. They have Torreira. They have Sergio Oliveira, by the way, who yeah. <laughs> went from Roma there as well. Um, Zaniolo. <laughs> um, I feel like Zaniolo is gonna get bought by Milan or something.
2: Yeah, and, and Zaniolo de- was is not a bad player. I mean, f- for me, the like he's not in the same realm at least in the discussion of Icardi right Icardi is like is he finished is he not for me Zaniolo is just honestly a, a kid who grew up way too quickly and I remember when he started against Real Madrid he was like this timid kid could almost barely speak within a year or two you're like the gem of this team you're being compared to Totti you your girlfriend is now like super popular is about to have a kid, has an abortion and then has a kid and then your, like, relationship gets, like, all online and everyone's attacking you left, right and centre. Like, he, I think he can benefit from another year outside of Italy to, like, mm. mature, like, get the media off his
1: back because he risks... Just learn how to focus on football.
2: He risks becoming a Balotelli.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. does. I've seen comments comparing him and Balotelli. uh, He's not there yet. But the talent waste, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely there. Talent being wasted. But he's not Balotelli, who's (laughs) exploded his apartment four times in England, who's crashed 25 cars, throwing darts at youth players and (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) I don't know. Didn't Balotelli pay a guy to drive a Vespa into the sea or something?
2: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. No, he's definitely not at the same level, and maybe he he won't be from the level of like childish acts that Balotelli has done in his life. But okay. I do think that he risks like spending much more mental capacity on media and off-field issues, which the Italians love. They love their like veline and their like front page of key with your new girlfriend or whatever it is and, like, look at Zaniolo's summer body with his new girlfriend um, rather than actually playing
1: football, so. See, that's funny. That's how I see Lorenzo, just posting pictures on Instagram of, like, look, I'm enjoying the sun with my girlfriend. Look at my new body and stuff. And then he kind of doesn't improve. I don't know. How how do you see Lorenzo, by the way? Do you see him as, like, a valuable player, irreplaceable? Do you think he should be, you know, gone? or What's, What's your take on him?
2: Um... I think he suffers from the same problem that Florenzi suffered, but he's in a way too Roman for his own good. In a sense of like, he's got a good position. Like he is good in a entirely creative role, um, not really in like, in my opinion at least, he's not like very strong, very muscly. Shouldn't be the guy like really tracking back and doing the tackles. But he is so ready to do what the manager wants him to do that he ends up doing a bit of everything. If you want to play him in midfield, he plays in midfield. If you want to play him a bit on the wing, in a creative role, and a supportive role for Dybala, he'll do everything. And I think that is when you start losing a bit the feel of actually what your position is or what it should be, which I think is what happened to Florenzi. Like, as much as now Florenzi is hated by the Roma fans, he started really well. He was really good as a winger and then started being moved to a midfielder and then to a right back and then to a left back. And yeah, I think that lack of focus, like you should just give Pellegrini a creative role full stop. Like he's like Armini should be Armini De Bruyne, you know, like he's just there pinging passes and that's his only role. And I fear that in a slightly different way, Zaleski ends up having a similar career. At the moment, he's super promising. He's meant to be a winger, but he moved to left back and a four and a three. Now he's up playing on the right. Soon you see him in midfield or something, and he ends up being like jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And with, with Fonseca, Pellegrini was our like, main creative outlet, and he shined there. The second you put him around other players who also want to do the same thing or you need to move him a back, he he gets a bit of a split responsibility. So
1: So Dybala was a mistake is what you're saying.
2: No, I'm saying you need <laughs> to find a way. I think you need to find a way how to make uh Dybala and Pellegrini exist. I think with a three or a five man defense that would be hard. Um so yeah, because essentially, if you remove um, a defender and they play another midfielder, then at least Pellegrini doesn't have to like move and support Kristant and Matic or whoever our two midfielders
1: are. So yeah, I don't know. I don't... That's that's it. That's really great. That's really great. takes I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to. Some people are like adamant that we need to switch to like a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three or whatever. Like I'm not. That's smart, or like I'm not going to do that level of predictions. But at least to me, Pellegrini needs to be given a central role, a creative role, even if it's pinging balls to Dybala or Ricardi next season. Like he's got a defined role, not like Jack of all
1: trades. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of um, I'm kind of sick of Pellegrini just because uh, I don't know. I, I I miss when he was just playing football. Like with Fonseca, he was falling on the ground still, but he was really trying to. Hand <laughs> he, he he was trying to score goals. That was his main focus. Now I just feel like his main focus is I don't know, away from football plays, which is whatever. Like you you're you're watching him and you just can't tell that he even wants to be there half the time. It doesn't look like like we we can see the goal and everyone's kind of like looking at each other. Is like some pe- some players are talking to each other, but like, you is know, just kind of walking away from it, staring at the at the at the grass or at the sky or at the stadium or the sorry stands. And it's kinda of like what like dude I I understand you're disappointed, but you're the captain. Like aren't you supposed to do something about it? And then okay, fine. You as you said earlier, for example, Malt, Totti was the quiet leader. But when you conceded, Totti would look for the ball. He was always trying to get the ball and always trying to provide and always trying to make something happen. But, like, Greeny just kind of disappears. Like, we concede, and he doesn't do anything until there's a free kick. I'm like, ah, here we go. Here's a Pellegrini free kick. But, yeah. Um. So do you agree with us in a take that Cristante is the source of all evil in the world and that he needs to be sent That's to Mars? That's your take.
0: Don't drag me into this.
1: <laughs> Fine. Jesus. It's my take. <laughs>
0: We're going to put a poll out on the Twitter. Who does Greaves hate more, Pellegrini or Cristante? I'm pretty I sure it's Pellegrini. Cristante.
1: You I can't hate a clear. clown. I, I can't hate someone to consider a clown. So I don't hate Cristante. I just feel sad that I have to watch him play. That <laughs> Sorry, one, don't won't. look in the
0: <laughs> You're not a clown, Greaves. You're the whole circus.
2: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, On Pellegrini last thing is the guy is 26 so not young young but maybe he still has a bit of maturing to do and like actually take the lead and like lead not just by you know by his on field actions but also be like a stronger um, presence in the dressing room or for the for the rest of the team again I don't know how he is in the dressing room but maybe he still has some growing to do from a mental side. Um, no, from Cristante definitely not the root of all evil. For me, Cristante is a weird one. Um, again, he gets trusted by basically all the managers. I think he also got chosen for the Euro a few years ago. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just one of those players who seems to do a bit of everything. Um, nothing quite well, but like <laughs> amazingly. But at the moment, he's... Far away from being like, not even top five of our problems or top ten. Like he can stay, he can stay for a few years.
1: He's very bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I, I have accepted it to this point. Like, I'm tired of the Mancini-Pellegrini-Cristante era. It's been, what, five, six years now. We've never had more than 70 points. It was just once that we even reached 70 points. Never played Champions League with them. Except, like, I think first season Cristante played or Pellegrini. I can't remember. Because they already qualified with Spalletti. Um... I don't know. I, I don't. I'm tired of it. I want Roma to actually have a different face and a change, which we might be getting in Eduardo Bove. He's kind of shined the, like towards the end of the season, even though Jose benched him uh, for most of the season actually. But there's been people saying that Bove should be the one getting the captain's armband because he's showing so much maturity and poise and energy and desire to make stuff happen. He might be too young for that, but uh, do you see him as someone who, you know, should go on alone or be a starter at Roma?
2: Well, let me ask you a question first. What do you think Bova will be? Will he be a Totti? Will he be a Darossi? Will he be a Pellegrini? Both in the sense of like, Playstyle, ability, and both like what his legacy will be.
1: I think he's a Perotta with Raja's energy. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, because I see him the same way. Like, like a lot of people are starting to put a lot more stock in Bova, but I think he'll just end up being like at the level of Florenzi, at the level of, yeah, uh, like Perotta. Like, good player, but like not amazing. So, um, I, I I I would hope that eventually the armband goes to someone, or our future as Roma will be with players who are much more skilled than the Boba. But I still think that the Boba will cover the role that Cristante um, occupies today. He's like your energy; tries to do a bit of everything, maybe not very well, but can score a bit, can defend a bit, can play make a bit. So. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, I, I don't see him being, and I might be wrong, like, a superstar, but I think he'll be, like, a good player for years to come. The armband? Too early. Too early. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about the armband with, uh, what's his name, Florenzi, and, uh, yeah, it never really goes well. Like, let's give him time and then we'll see.
1: I miss the time when Armband would go to the most experienced person on the on the squad, which for us is clearly Montage by far. Like, nobody comes close to. Like, okay, Genie's won Champions League and Premier League, but still I think Montage is just way more experienced, way more composed player. By the way, um, did it... So you were at the stadium, for, to us watching the game on, on, on shady streams it looked like genie was by far our worst player because it's just weird really playing weird did it did you guys have the same aura of watching the game live or did it look different
2: no he, he wasn't great he wasn't great but matic was <laughs> like i trust matic with i don't know like my life or, or something like that like like seeing him i can't help but think of the nickname we gave throat the lava a because he literally yeah. like Gets the ball, cleans it up and like, so- sometimes like this lanky dude like dribbles past two, three people and I'm like, you're Matic, like you're meant to be just like a tackler, but the guy can like <laughs> do it all and seems actually quite charismatic, which I wouldn't have expected from yeah. him. Um, yeah, like yeah. I, I, Um But He's, yeah, for Wijnaldum, when... yeah, he, he, he wasn't great, I expected more
1: yeah he had the worst game of the season by far <laughs> and it was the finals um Do you think he Lattie stays just... or you
0: think he goes back he goes back
1: i think it was announced he's going back already unless it was a rumor reported by a certain website
0: certain website rumor no I go yeah
1: back. we won't
2: i think we're planning a bit longer than than that in the sense of like i think Talking about next season transfers maybe, um I think if we manage to sell the whole like Vinya and whoever Kluivert and Shamuradov and get rid of Weinaldum. Um which I hope we do to be honest. I don't think he's worth the effort. And we get our and Indica. I think it's a, it's a really good start. I think it's a really good start.
1: Yeah. Um our basically plays the same as Weinaldum, it's just that he was forced to play attack in Lyon. But he's a central midfielder he's he, he, he's supposed to do what genie does
2: yeah i did some like back of the napkin calculations and i think between cluiver chumurdo Vinia, perez who remembers carlos perez uh, hey. gonzalo villar and uh, reynolds i think we can get like 35 40 million
0: <laughs> hey cool That's one good. messy contract
1: <laughs> no, Messi is going to Alditi Hud for 1.2 billion for two years. Yeah, okay. okay, what about one Sergio Ramos? One Icardi. I can go for <laughs> some Buckhardi.
2: Is Icardi out of contract? Or...
1: Uh, I think so. He's going back to PSG, I think. And they want to yes. loan him out to someone else or something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd be in favor.
1: Yeah. i think hicardi is due for 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 a big comeback like honestly every time i see him score a goal like i watch a replay and i'm like yeah it's it's icardi he 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 found the ball between 12 players in in the box and scored like that that's him that's what he does um it doesn't matter what level he's playing on it's just it's hard to score the goals that he's supposed to score just a pure poacher but get, him to, play some, and get him to do something else yeah yeah
0: contract expires in 2024.
2: Yeah, but he's on loan, so two galatasaray, so
1: I think... We might might get, like... Yeah, we might get a discount. Um, Time to wrap up this podcast. It's been a long one, and my kid's crying, so I gotta go feed him. So... Before we go, I really actually appreciate having to talk to someone who sees Jose and Pellegrini from a different standpoint than ours, which is they suck, get out. Um when I say, say ours, I mean mine, fine, fine, fine. You don't, you're neutral, you're chaos neutral. Yeah, um chaotic, did chaotic. you guys know Did you guys know that Valencia might get relegated today from La Liga if they lose and Valladolid wins? Mm. That is a sad, sad, sad story for Valencia. Yeah.
2: It's deserved. Legendary Is it? Yes. Be, I mean, okay, I know but that the runner your, your is owner.
1: not
0: great, but... <laughs> That's who I'm talking about. Fuck that guy.
2: Yeah, but... Uh, ooh, apparently Cleaver plays as a number nine for them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Really? Can they... Um... Can
1: they get yeah, yeah, they're two points ahead of Valladolid who play Hitafe and uh, Betis plays against Valencia. So, yeah, he loses away game.
2: I'm looking because I'm like, oh, they're 13th, which is like not bad, but between them and 18th place, it's through those two points. So, they're like <laughs> six teams with a chance of getting relegated.
0: Yep, yeah. Uh, I was reading something on Reddit. Uh, it was like the top 12 are fighting for Champions League, and then the other half are either relegated or not, or are in the relegation battle.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's bonkers.
2: Yep, I hope they don't Couldn't go down. Those, uh, I hope they don't go down and give us 10 million for Cleveland. That would be great.
1: <laughs> I don't think they have money for that. We'll see. But uh, I kind of, I, I wish they go down if that means that Peter Lim sells them. Uh, if not, then I don't know. I just hope they get rid of that leech. But yeah. um, Do you, Char, have any random facts for us?
0: Uh, No, I had a random question. Prediction for 15 minutes from now. What? Oh, the draw? It's
2: tough. It's really tough.
1: Roma, Verona. Uh, so- it's Roma, Spezia. Roma, Spezia. Okay, sure
2: i really wish i really wish that we go out there and like boss the game kind of thing like give a strong reaction to the europa league loss and uh, yeah like actually show that yeah the, the, like we didn't just like capitulate after that loss
1: uh however so nothing like roma we've, we've come to know in the past 15 exactly, years
2: exactly no no that's <laughs> entirely right Having said that, Spezia are on the brink of relegation again. They have equal points with Hellas, Verona, who are in 18th. Random facts, which I read. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. From this year, if there is a tie for relegation, they actually play a like, decider game. So, Ooh. if Spezia and Hellas both end on the same amount of points, um, yeah, they have to play a decider game. But yes, I hope that we... Go there, boss the game, and like, win like 3-0, and actually have a decent ending, but yeah, something tells me it will be tough.
1: Definitely. They might be more prepared than us, and we are mentally maybe not there. Uh But I feel like our team actually just wants to play the game, wants to play more football now than they did like two months ago. It's kind of weird, but whatever. We're a weird team. Weird-ass club. Um... Well, one last question. Pizza or burger?
0: Oh my god. Pizza, of course.
1: Thank you. See, Char? That's not so hard. Okay,
0: i changed my answer since the last podcast because I found out that a Big Mac pizza exists.
1: <laughs>
2: no, please. <come> on. <laughs> let, let, let me ask this, like, or say this random statement, and I will see if you guys agree. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Um, in my opinion, Italy... It's like has everything to be like the kind of like the best country in the world or like the most desired country in the world They have the best food like yeah they have mountains they have the sea they have great weather They have a good history they're great in art great in music they have everything but somehow They manage to be like not great like big issues politically work-wise immigration-wise and like I don't get it, like, if you look at Italy and you're like, yeah, this country has everything to be great, but somehow they're not, and that really irritates me, and that is, uh, I got reminded of that because you asked me what is the best food, and the best food is always Italian food from Italy, so pizza.
1: I see that as a problem that Italians have no unity, their country was united under force, like, they still don't, like... North Italy kind of can be united, but not really. And then they all hate South Italy, and then South Italy hates mm. hate each other amongst themselves. And Central also are kind of weird. And you have Sicily, and then you have um, what's the island where okay. is, I forget? Yeah, so it's they're they're way too split uh, to actually care. To unite and to be, grand, to be great, they're kind of more local-based. Like, ah, oh, Rome is better than the city next to us, to Ferrara or whatever. And then is like, no, we're better. And then they're all united in hatred against the North. Second thing, Italians don't speak English and don't care to learn English. Like, they are just closed off in themselves, which is a weird fucking thing with Europe, where Germany is the same, France is the same, Spain is the same. But then you have countries like Malta, Netherlands, Belgium, Scandinavia, uh to an extent Czech Republic who don't care where you're from or what language you speak they're going to try to speak to you in English and take your money International, take your money. <laughs> to an extent but yes <laughs> so you're right Italy has all the fucking tools necessary to be the best country in the world and then you go there and you're like ah this is, a, this is the Leslie Nielsen meme please disperse uh, nothing to see here and everything's burning and exploding But yeah.
2: That's actually real. Yeah, they had the history of like the buses burning down, like while running. It's such a shame. It's such a shame. (laughs) They have everything to be the best. but Or at least be like what Switzerland are, you know, like or what Germany is or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'm rambling at this point.
1: No, no it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, Well, as I said, it's it's actually been refreshing to hear a different opinion other than ours. And uh, you make a lot of good points. Very, very happy we talked to you. Hope you come back again. We have this habit of just re-inviting guests after a bit of time, you know, to not bore people. Uh, We're starting round two, I think, next week with re-inviting <laughs> guests. What so I hope true? you want to come back and sure. talk to us. Yeah. Yeah, it was true. We, 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 we might have... Awesome. Um... In that case, I have absolutely nothing to say except good luck to Valencia no matter what happens, and uh, good luck to Roma and I don't know, not shitting the bed. And uh... Yeah! I hope Juventus gets relegated. <laughs> but that's not just and now.
0: remember that's kids, Lazio Merida!
2: Oh, we can get on that, on that yeah. point. Uh... I'll, I'll let it end because, to be honest, I really don't get uh, why people care so much
1: about that.
2: But do you want to open that box to play? Yeah. Late?
1: No. Next time. Good night. <laughs> Good night, let's let's talk next time about why we. Sorry. Night, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Good night, Forza Roma. Bye, Char. Later, guys. <laughs> Fed.